Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. We believe that this message is going to open up the seals and cause you to have a deeper revelation into the Word of God that will make you see beyond the letters in the Word. Here is Dr. David. Lord God Almighty, we thank you at this moment again. We just bless and exalt your holy name. We come before you right now, Father, to receive instruction, to receive wisdom. And we're demanding, God, that you strengthen us in the capacity to receive that which you are about to say. That we might grow thereby, O Lord. In Jesus' name, Amen. Alright, I'm sure you see following on what I'm discussing with us in relation to the peace that passes understanding. And uh, this is going to be part three, I'm sure. The text again is Philippians 4, verse number 7. Philippians 4, verse number 7. And the peace of God, <coughs> which transcends. Can you please give me King James? You know, I love King James. If I give you another thing, you do that for me. It helps me. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. The peace of God. <coughs> Which passes all understanding, all circumstance, all situation. The peace of God, the peace of God that passes all, not some, all understanding shall guide your heart. Praise the living God. And then Romans 16 again. Thank you. Romans 16, verse 20. And the God of peace, the God of peace shall do what? Bruce Satan under your feet shortly. The God of peace shall bruise Satan under your face. So there is the God of peace. By implication, Satan is raising up all of what's supposed to be to trouble you, to give you an uneasy life, to get you frustrated. But the more you commit yourself unto the Lord, the God of peace shall bruise. Hallelujah. Bruise Satan under your feet. Not under his feet, but under your feet. Meaning, God intends by the time his peace begins to reign in your life, the only place you can find Satan is where? Under your feet. You shall bruise Satan on your feet shortly. It's not going to take time. As you want to walk in peace, as you want to seek him, as you can continue to meditate and to trust him for all that he has for you, for all that has promised you, the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. The only place Satan can be found by the time the peace of God begins to reign in your life is under your feet. Hallelujah. Are you sitting there with me? Not over your head, but where? Under your feet. He shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. That means God has determined to give you peace. At any point in time, no matter the trouble, no matter the situation, He has determined to give you peace. He will bruise Satan under your feet shortly. Praise the living God. Now go with me to Isaiah 26, verse number 3. How is He going to do this? Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because it trusted in thee. There is peace, there is perfect peace. 
The peace that cannot be broken. The peace that cannot be destroyed. The peace that cannot be... I mean, this peace is wholesome. That I will keep him in perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed on thee. The mind, the thoughts, the imaginations. Whose mind is stayed on thee. You will keep him in perfect peace. The trouble is in your soul. Every form of agitation in life is in your soul realm. You need to understand that. That is why it is from the mind that you begin to draw the peace of God. Once your mind is settled, once your mind is at peace, once your mind has come to that place where, you know, God reigns, and in fact, He has promised to bruise Satan under your feet, He will give you perfect peace. Remember, we're talking about the peace that passes all understanding. Hallelujah. That will keep Him in perfect peace. So, the peace we're talking about can only be guaranteed to the people. Whose mind is stayed on who? On God. Whose trust is in the Lord? Not on anything else. That will keep him in perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed on thee? Can we take it from the Amplified Translation? You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because it trusted in thee. That is to say, your faith must rest in God. You will guide him and keep him in perfect and constant peace whose mind both in his inclination and his character is stayed on you because he commits himself to you leans on you and hopes confidently in you this is where you get your peace from you keep him in perfect peace whose mind your inclination your thought pattern your imagination is always on the Lord no matter what you do you trust in God you believe him. No matter what happens, you know God reigns. You know God rules. You know God will pull through. Remember what he said in Romans 16. For God, the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your face. So there is no storm you're passing through right now that God cannot bring peace into. There is no storm you're passing through that God cannot initiate his own peace. I'm saying the peace of God is different from the peace that you can get from any other source. Praise the living God. That will keep him in perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed on the Lord. Where is your mind? Think about it. At this moment, I need you to meditate on that. What are the things that occupy your mind? You know, Samuel was saying something. He said, fret not yourself because of evildoers. Remember that? Do not be envious for the workers of iniquity. In other words, success of men outside who don't even know God should not be what agitates your mind to be like them. Fret not yourself because of evildoers and do not be envious for the workers of iniquity. No matter how successful they are, there is something you have that they don't have. They may have all the words, but they don't have peace. They may have all the words, but they don't have help. They don't have all the words, but their children have, you know. I mean, think about that. All manner of things goes along with so many people who have so much what you think is words. No. Praise the living God. And that's why I say, fret not yourself. And do not be envious because of the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be come down and called down like grass. They'll be brought down low, but you are standing. They'll be brought down low, but you are still alive. And Solomon will say something. He say, a living dog is better than a dead lion. How many of you understand that? Praise the living God. 
Are you still following here? So I want you to catch what I'm saying. Where is your mind? You see, is your mind so much in your business that you don't think about God? Is your mind so much in your money that you don't think about God? Is your mind so much in becoming famous that God is missing in your schedules? Think about it. You will grant him perfect peace whose mind is stayed on the Lord. Think about that. How is your mind? Is what I'm saying. What drives you? Is what I'm saying. Praise the living God. If it's not God, if it's just words, if it's just money, if it's just being famous, listen to what the scripture is saying. The true peace of God is only guaranteed to those people whose mind and trust is in the Lord. Hallelujah. Are you still there with me? You know, so many people can have sleepless nights just because of their businesses. Business is not working the way they want. It's not moving the way they think. It's, um, expectation is not coming true. Why? Because they have all their trust and confidence in the money they are going to make. If I have this money, I will be this. If I have this money, they will look down on me. If I have this money, you know, where is your mind? When you go to bed, what do you think about? When you walk the street, what occupies you? Think about that. How many of you take time to study your word? I'm talking of just the Bible. How many of you take time? Remember what the psalmist said? Blessed is he that meditate upon the word of God day and night. For it shall be like a tree planted by what? Rivers of living water. When you live by the living water, you don't think of dryness. At any point in time, any tree by the riverside, does it affect, I mean, what do you call dry season or hammertown or winter? Doesn't, I mean, summer doesn't affect it. It's always blossoming. It's always there. The leaves are fresh. The fruit always coming. Why? Because it's planted by what? The leaf tide of the living water. The roots goes into the river. So it's not thinking of the rain that is coming. He draws strength. He draws water from the stream where he's planted by. That is the way the man that meditates upon the word of God is supposed to be. In fact, that is the way he is. Who is occupying your mind? What is occupying your mind? What are your thoughts? But blessed is he. Whose mind is staying on the Lord, as it were. That mind that you keep in a perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed on God. Praise the living God, somebody. Go with me to 2 Corinthians 13, verse number 11. I just need you to come back home from this, your wandering spirit. I just need you to come back home from being like Cain, who wandered away from the presence of God. No, that... You can do what you are doing without God. It's not a guarantee that you are in tune with the spirits of the Father. For Cain could build, I mean the children of Cain through Lamech, they could build everything. Even though they were away from the presence of God. But remember what Moses would say. Oh God, if you will not go with us, don't even send me. I am not going. Without his presence, you are gone. You are just a common person. You are just a walking tomb, if I may use the word. Hallelujah. Praise the living God. You know, in the book of Luke, Jesus was addressing the scribes and Pharisees, Pharisees in particular. He said, you are like tombs, and the men that walk over them do not know. You are a walking tomb. But you think you are living. No, you are a walking tomb. Religion makes you a walking tomb without the presence of God. You are dead but walking. Dead walking cups. Praise the living God. Second Corinthians 13 verse 11. Finally, brethren, farewell. But I like this. 
you know, Paul has something in mind that he needs to share with the people that he feels the people needed in their lives, even if that to continue while he's not there. Be perfect. Be of good comfort. Be of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace shall be with you. Condition attracting the peace of God is to live in peace. Even with all men. Live in peace. Hallelujah. You can try a living Bible. Let's say I'm in Amplified Translation. Let me see this. But I love you to see this. Hallelujah. Amplified. Finally, brethren, say, Dear brothers and sisters, I close my letter with these last words. Be joyful. Grow to maturity. That's what it means to be perfect. Hallelujah. When you grow to maturity, Christ is ruling your life. That's what it means. Grow to maturity. Encourage each other. Do you do that? Hallelujah. Encourage each other. Do you know the condition of your brother? Do you know how your brother is feeling? Encourage each other. Hallelujah. Live in harmony. In peace. And they what? The God of love and peace will do what? Will be with you. The word with is the word meta in the Greek. And meta means to be in union. To join. As you live in harmony. As you live in peace. As you, as you care for one another. The very God of peace will become united with your spirit. And then you experience the peace of God. Praise the living God. I keep on saying this. The peace of God's kingdom is not a peace that the world can offer. The peace of God's kingdom comes from the spirit. I remember I told you. The kingdom is resident where? Within you. So the peace is something that comes out from within you. External circumstance does not affect this peace we're talking about. That's why the peace is passing what? All understanding. So Romans 14, 17 again we say, The kingdom of God is what? Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So we're talking about the peace that's produced by what? The Holy Spirit. Here we are talking about the peace of heart. The peace of the soul. The peace with God. Remember? That will keep in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. So, the peace of heart. Do you have it? The peace of your soul. No, no troubles in your soul. No, all of those thoughts and imaginations that distract you, that frustrate you. Oh, come on. How many of you understand? If you don't have peace, then you are going towards realm of not just confusion, but also depression. And suicidal thoughts, they begin to prop your mind. But here we are saying, when you live in harmony with people, when you begin to walk in the kingdom of God, there's a kind of peace that God gives to you. And that peace takes care of your heart situation. It guarantees your soul peace. There's calmness. When you see people sometimes, you can know those who are living in peace. When you see people who are angry, otherwise you can know. Hallelujah. Amen. We're talking about peace between men. 
Peace between nations. Peace everywhere. Under all conditions and at all times. The peace that passes all understanding. And only God can guarantee that peace. But then it has to do with those whose mind is stayed on the Lord. Praise the living God. So the kingdom of God is peace. Peace where? In the Holy Spirit. And that is God's peace. It's heaven's peace. It's divine peace. It's peace that passes all. All understanding. That is the peace that rules our lives. And keeps our hearts. In every means of calamity, pain, disappointment, distress, problems. Whatever situation you find yourself. No matter how disappointed that you are supposed to be facing. Or it is coming your way. There is one peace that guarantees you settlement. The peace of God. Hallelujah. The peace that still works when things are not right the way we think they should be. You see a peace. That's the peace of God. It comes from the Holy Spirit. How connected are you? How united are you? Praise the living God. No matter the trouble, there is a reign at which peace will reign. That is in the kingdom of God. Praise the living God. No matter the difficulty that you're testing, there's a place where the peace of God reigns in your life. You need to come to that level as you walk with God, as a son of God. I'm telling you this. You see Jesus resting in the midst of trouble. That's the kind of peace I'm talking about. How many of us can truly come to that level? That no matter the situation, we can still maintain our peace. Praise the living God. We are talking of this peace. Listen and listen closely. The peace of the kingdom is not the peace that you have because there is no conflict. No. We are not saying because you are a Christian, therefore you have guarantee of peace. I mean, no trouble around you, no problem whatsoever. No, that's not what we're saying. As long as you are a human being, as long as you exist on this earth, you are bound to be troubles and conflicts. Are we together? But in the midst of those trouble, there is still peace in your heart. That's what I'm saying. So that you are a Christian doesn't mean there are not going to be wars. <laughs> there are going to be wars because there are wars in our members. Scripture told us already. Is that okay? But peace. Now, can you imagine the problem between the heads of Abraham and that of Lord? And what happened? Amen. There was war between them. Cousins or nephew, whatever the case may be. Uh, think about that. But because Abraham had peace within him, he could ask Lord to choose. Is that okay? He gave up his right as the eldest person. He gave up his right as the older man in the family. He gave up his right as the one that took him along with him. He gave up his right. Everything. If you will think about that. Say, so don't you know I'm your senior? Don't you know you are my... my, my you understand that? That's the way we'll have gone. But he gave up all of those privileges and say you choose. That he made him the eldest person at that moment. And guess what? Lord chose the area where there was trouble. Did you get that? He ended up choosing Sodom and Gomorrah. <laughs> Think about that. Choose! Why? He looked at the whole place and he felt that was going to be... He never knew what was right there. Your sight can deceive you if you don't walk by revelation. You make wrong choices in life that can lead you to trouble. He merely saw the plain affair. It was so good. He made a choice. But the end thereof was destruction 
of Sodom and Gomorrah. As it were, he came out with nothing. The choice produced nothing. And that's the way we walk. We don't walk in peace in the regard to God giving us opportunity to make choices. We don't. If we are at peace, we will make the right choice. If we are calm and collective, we will make the right decision. Most often, even in our businesses, we fail because we don't seek His face to be able to find out what He wants us to do. Hallelujah. I've always told you this. What works for some people may not work for you because of your relationship with God. The kind of businesses that people do and succeed may not be what God wants you to do. You may need to know this. Hallelujah. Praise the living God. So we are talking about this kingdom peace. It's not necessarily the absence of war. There might be war, but yet you have peace. Praise the living God. Anybody can have peace when all things are going well. Am I correct? Yes. Everything is right. Your business, it blows. I mean, your family, your children, they're not giving you trouble. Everybody loves you. They greet you in the morning. Oh man, you feel at peace. But that's not the peace I'm talking about. Because you can have all of those things. But when trouble comes, the peace you have will disappear. When heat comes, the peace will melt away. And in John 14, 27, Jesus made a statement. Peace I live with you. My peace I give unto you. My kind of peace. Hallelujah. I give that unto you. Praise God. Are you still there? My own kind of peace. By implication, the peace he had when he was walking on the earth. In the midst of the complaints and rejection and insults and abuses, he still was level-headed in doing what he was doing. He was concerned with the will of God, no matter what people say. How many of you remember there was a time the brethren came to the relations and they said, let's go get this man because he's beside himself. What it means to say it, your brother is a madman. Is that okay? Right. In the midst of that, he didn't see him lose his temper. Even though he was calling madman. Even Saul was calling madman. Paul Rita. Hallelujah. Because of the volume and the level of revelation. In the midst of that, he was still calm and collected in doing the will of the Father. Have we come to that level? How much, how, how much effect does insult have on us? I'm asking you a question. Have you been insulted once? How did it affect you? You have not grown beyond the natural peace. When every insult that you hear triggers issues in your mind, you have not yet received the peace I'm talking about. Hallelujah. When men look down on you, how do you feel? Glory to God. Think about it this way. Scripture says, that which is highly exalted among men is abomination in the sight of God. That is to say, when you want to put yourself on a platform that God has not ordinarily ordained for you, what's the next thing? When men speak in certain words to you at that position, you'll be so hot. Praise the living God. But if God places you there, no matter what men say, you're going to have your peace. You know you are there by grace of God. Praise the Lord. Friends, I want you to come home. 
to the reality of the life that God has given to us. If we can have peace within us, if we can have peace within our families, if we can have peace within the churches, we will have peace in the society. Where do you find peace? It's within you, in the kingdom of God. The peace of God is unaffected by any external condition. If your peace are a peace, disappears in the face of trouble, agitation or calamity, what you have is not peace. It's merely the calm between storms. You don't have peace. Praise the living God. My peace I leave with you. This was Christ's last word and testament. This was his only legacy he left for them. You know when a father wants to depart, think about this. How weighty what I'm discussing with you is. When a father is to depart, he can share his will and leave some things like kind of inheritance for his people. Tell me what Jesus left behind for his people. One thing, peace. Hallelujah. Are you following what I'm saying here? This is the only legacy. It's a power speech. My peace, I live with you. This is not just mere wish. It's he bequeathed something spiritually to the people that can enable them walk on the face of the earth. Can you picture how it became possible for, for, for Peter to sleep in prison when he was chained to four soldiers in the prison yard? His, the other man, James, had just been killed and they were preparing him to be killed. It's like a sheep or a goat tied up for a season to be slaughtered. But in the midst of that, Peter was sleeping. The peace of God was in his life. The joy of God was in his life. He could sleep in prison with chains in his hand. How many of you can do that? And do you think it is normal for somebody to do that? No. Jesus said, my peace I live with you. So no condition is going to affect this peace I'm giving to you. And that peace begins to be at work in the life of Peter. And that's why I share with you sometime why it was possible for Peter to sleep in prison. Two major reasons. The primary reason was he heard from God. And I'm going to make you see that from scriptures from Jeremiah chapter 29. We're going to read that. But before we go there. You know, we know that Jesus spoke to Peter. He said, now that you're young, you're walking about. Right? You feel strong, you feel energetic, you do whatever thing you're doing. So by the time is coming, when you be old, a man will lead you by the hand. And so when Peter got in prison, that revelation came to him. I said, no, Jesus told me I'm going to be old. Now I'm not old yet. So I'm not sure I'm going to die at this moment. Even James died yesterday. I'm not going to be killed. The peace of God came to his mind. He went to sleep. He never required any tranquilizer. He never required anything else. He never required any kind of meditation seducing him to go to bed. No, he could sleep. Why? He had peace. Jesus gave my peace I live with you he went to sleep revelation and the promise of Jesus caused him to go to bed in the midst of prison where men were preparing to kill him even the next day he went to sleep how many of you can sleep 
in the midst of trouble. You need this peace. That's what I'm saying. And the second thing you need is a revelation from the Lord. Praise the living God. Are we still here? I just want you to pick this. The natural peace means you don't want to be disturbed. The natural peace means everybody must accept what you say. The natural peace means, oh come on, if somebody speaks against your revelation, no more. That is not the peace of God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Remember, he is the Prince of Peace. That means he is the author of peace. The peace we're talking about is one of originates it. It doesn't come from any other source. It comes from within him. But I want you to really check your environment. I want you to check your family. I want you to check your church. What kind of peace is emanating? What kind of peace is being revealed? Husband, wife, how do you live in your home? Praise the living God. I'm talking about the peace that passes all understanding. Praise the living God. This is God's peace in every situation. It's not the one we manufacture. And remember what he said. The God of peace shall bruise Satan. So whatever the storm is, God is going to calm it as you relax yourself. Look at Peter sleeping. What's the next thing that happened? Angels came in. Satan was utterly bruised under the feet of Satan. Because angels came in, took him out. And guess what? Even the people that were guiding him, they cried out, thinking they had escaped. Like it was even with Paul and Silas. How many of you understand? Even Paul and Silas, they could sing. Why? Because they have the joy that passes all circumstances as well. Praise the living God. So, we are talking about this peace. Now, you've got to remember something. The Bible actually made a promise to us in the book of Luke when Jesus was born. Luke chapter 2, look at verse 14. Luke 2, verse 14. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. You can take it from the Amplified Translation. Look to verse 14. Now this is, the, this is the announcement that came in when Jesus was born. Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among men. With whom is well pleased, men of good will and of his favor. Now think about that. Jesus, scripture said, this my beloved son, the woman well pleased. Are you getting that? So when the peace of God begins to dwell in your heart, you become well pleasing unto who? Unto God. Look at it. Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth. Peace among men. With whom is well pleased. How can God be pleased with men? It's only when men begin to live in peace. So one of the reasons Jesus, Jesus was accepted and declared to be the Son of God whom is well pleased because he was an embodiment of all of peace. Hallelujah. How are you going to get pleasing to God? How are you going to come to the place where God will say, This is my son, whom I well please? It's only when you begin to walk, at, walk in peace. And that's why you discover the scripture says, Those walk in peace, blessed are the peacemakers. For what? They shall be called the children of God. 
Amen. The peacemakers are called the children of God. And Jesus said, I mean God said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And now the salutation or the greeting to the shepherd in the field when Jesus was born. Glory to God in the heavens and on earth. Peace among men with whom he is well pleased. In other words, men shall be well pleasing to God when they begin to reveal the peace of God. Hallelujah. Did you see that? Praise the living God. This is why the gospel will praise the gospel of peace. God will eventually be pleasing with the world as the gospel continues to move on. As men begin to receive, he who is the prince of peace. As men begin to live in peace among themselves, God shall finally say, These are the people that I'm well pleased. I'm well pleased with this community. What about if we strive to start that even with the local assembly? That God may say, may finally say, He is well pleased with us because of the way we live. Because we live in peace with each other. We walk as men who manifest in the peace that passes all understanding. God will finally say, I'm well pleased with this local assembly. I'm well pleased with this church. I'm well pleased with my body. He said, I'm going to be pleased with men. How is God going to be at peace with men? And then men are going to be pleasing to him because they are revealing the very peace that passes all, all understanding that comes from only God. My peace, I live with you. So because he has the peace that men do not have, God said, I am pleased with my son. And when the peace begins to manifest in nations, God turns around and says, I am pleased with all nations. Can we come to that place? Shall we be able to live that life where God can be pleased with us? Not because of the volume of prayers that we pray, which is also important, but because we live at peace with what? With all men. Praise the living God. I want you to pick this. Peace on it. And among men with whom is well pleased. God is well pleased with men when they begin to live at peace. Praise the living God. Let me see if I begin to round up on this section. Come, Colossians chapter 3, verse 15. <laughs> Sorry. Colossians 3.15 Look at it. A lady peace, soul harmony, which come from Christ. Soul harmony. What is it supposed to mean? Your mind, your will, your emotion, your intellect. They are all harmonized. Hallelujah. No fragmentation. You are not schizophrenic. You are all collected. You are all collective. Everything. Soul harmony. Hallelujah. And it comes from Christ. Serve as what? An umpire continually. Glory to God. I want to pick up something from here that you need to see. Oh, glory. And you're here deciding and settling which final it all questions that arise in your mind in that peaceful state to which as members of Christ and body, one body, you were also called to live and be thankful, appreciate it, giving praise to God always. But what I want you to pick there is the word umpire. What's an umpire? A referee is an umpire. Is that okay? Even a judge is an umpire. He decides situation. Oh, glory to God. Now, what are we saying here? Is that allow the peace, the soul harmony which comes from Christ's rule as an 
on fire continually. That means when there's trouble in your mind, the peace of God comes to settle it. When there's problem in your thinking, the peace of God comes to settle it. He serves as well and on fire. He decides your state. He decides your condition. He decides the situation. The peace of God. You see why you need to have the peace of God? That when situations are not right in the home, the peace of God comes to settle it. Husband and wife, you have a problem. The peace of God stays in and says, very concise. Hallelujah. Church, you are not united. The peace of God comes and becomes one body. The peace serves as word and umpire. If you have it in your spirit, if you have this peace of God, He decides for you how your condition eventually becomes. No matter what happens, there is an umpire that determines what finally will take place. And that is what? The peace of God. He settles everything. He's a settler of the situation. He's a settler of the trouble. It is settler of the whatever problem you find yourself. He is the umpire. He blows the referee. Fire! Cease fire. And everybody starts becoming calm. The peace of God has come in. Anytime there's anything, wars, faction taking place, he comes in there, bloody whistle, full stop. The peace of God must reign in this case. Hallelujah. Are we together? I want you to understand what I'm talking about. This is no mere wishes. Jesus never wished people, like he said, good morning, and you don't really mean it. Do you know what it means to say good money in the true sense? You are saying may the money be good to you. It's a prayer. It's not just a salutation. Right? Like the Hebrew people. Mere wishing, saluting people. Shalom, shalom. That is not the Jesus is saying. Listen, men can say shalom, but they don't mean it. But the one I'm saying is the one that walks in your life. Are you getting what I'm saying? The Hebrew people, they want to greet you. Oh, shalom. And you will have a Christian who said that today, isn't it? Right. I want my friend anytime he finishes right. Shalom. Shalom. I just laugh most times. You just say shalom, you don't mean it. You know what it means to say shalom to somebody? If you say it the way Jesus said it to his people, I will have more than enough peace because you say that to me every day. Are you listening to me? So when Jesus said, My peace, I'll live with you. It's not like the Hebrew that says shalom, shalom all the time. It's not what you say good morning. It's not what you say good evening. No. When you say good night, do you know what you're talking about? May the night be good to you. I wish your night to be good. I'll determine your night to be good. I'm praying that your night should be good. It's not just a power speech. <laughs> it's, it's a prayer. But then it must come from a source. So even when you wake up and say good morning, you should be able to know what you're trying to say. If your morning is good, the whole day is going to be good. I wish you a perfect day starting from this morning. And it's coming from the depth of my heart. That is good morning. Are you listening to me? Now, when you tell people good morning, how much of your life is involved in that statement? Think about that. Because one thing is important. You can't give what you don't have. Peter said, silver and gold have I known, but that which I start with the have in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Silver and gold have I known, but that which I have, sought which I have. He had something, he had the power of the Holy Spirit. 
You can't say good money to people when your own money is no good. You don't have it. You wake up with agitation. You, 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 you see, you try to pray over people in the night. You know what it means to pray? I'm not talking of P-R-A-Y. I'm talking of P-R-E-Y. Huh? You try all of that in the night. Wake up in the morning and say, good money. How good is the money? What are you really wishing people? If we know the import of that statement and we speak to our wives and, and children, good money, the whole day shall carry the goodness of God because you're manifesting something that which you have. If you don't have peace, you can't give peace. Jesus said, my peace I give unto you. The time that I have, praise the living God. Let's take this last scripture. I'm sure I got a quote from here. Hallelujah. So that we can pray. Isaiah 53 verse number 5. Isaiah 53 verse number 5. Next week I'm going to take one to you. To show you the import again. Of the revelation how it produces peace. Isaiah 53 verse number 5. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was brought for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. I will strides we are healed. Amplified says it this way. But he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our guilt and iniquities. The chastisement needful to obtain peace. Hallelujah. What was needed for us to have peace? Is that okay? Good. The chastisement, the punishment, the beating required for us to obtain peace were laid on him. So in the true sense, we are not supposed to be without peace. I don't know if you understand that. Everything that was necessary for you to have peace, the beating, the flogging, the slapping, the insult, were laid on him. So that you can have peace. Why is it then that we don't have peace? Because we don't even receive Him. You know, we talk about the healing more, but we don't talk about the peace. But you see, peace came before healing in this passage. If you don't have peace in your mind, healing will elude you. Are you still that with me? The chastisement required for us to obtain peace will lead on Him. So, by implication, we have no option. If only we can believe than to have peace. We are only supposed to manifest peace because we believe he died for us. We believe the chastisement were laid on him. We believe that all the beatings that were necessary for us to settle this matter were laid on him. Why is it that we don't have peace? Those are some of the things I'm going to be dealing with next week. Why you don't really have peace? Some of them are anxiety. Others are fears. Others are competitive spirits. Others are unholy desires to become rich overnight. This is why you don't have peace. I'll share with them with you next week. So that your head can come down. You will settle for what God has for you. It's, it's not enough to believe Jesus and go to heaven. He also wants you to believe him and have peace while you are here. Oh, come on. You need heaven peace right here, isn't it? Praise the living God. So the pains and the problems that you are supposed to pass through, 
to have peace. He took it so that you can have peace. I guarantee you the peace of God this morning. Receive the peace of God this morning. Stand up, stand up, stand up. You need to come to that place and committing yourself right now. I just like doing this. It's not enough to pray for you, but it's also good that the revelation that I've come unto you, you eternalize it with your own simple prayer. I just need you to talk to the Father. What is agitating you? What is causing you all of those stresses that you are passing through? I need you to talk to the Father. Thank you for listening to Dr. David Ogaga. We know you have been blessed by this station. You can share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information, inquiries, and free downloads, please visit www.davidogaga.org or you can send us an email admin at gkai.net. God bless you.